this episode, the history of Super Bowl quarterbacks. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Game Before the Money podcast. My name is Jackson Michael. I'm author of the book, The Game Before the Money, Voices of the Men Who Built the NFL. That's an oral history of pro football featuring interviews with 40 NFL legends, including Don Maynard, Bart Starr, Carl Eller, Jack Youngblood, Rocky Blyer. And there's a lot of great pro and college football history in that book that's available on Amazon.com, as is my newest book, Red, White, and Columbia Blue, Chasing the Dream with the 1979 Houston Oilers. This episode, we're going to talk about Super Bowl quarterbacks and a pattern about championship quarterbacks that goes back all the way to the 1940s. Super Bowl 55 is ready to go. We've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Kansas City Chiefs. You may have heard that Tampa Bay will be the first team to play the Super Bowl in their home stadium. Remember, though, before the Super Bowl era, championship games were always played at one of the team's home stadiums. And that home field advantage rotated each year by division or conference. A quick example of that can be illustrated through the New York Giants of the early 1960s. They made the championship game three years in a row. And in 1961, they played at Green Bay for the title game. In 1962, the Giants hosted the NFL championship game at Yankee Stadium. And in 1963, the Giants and Bears played each other at Soldier Field in Chicago. The Super Bowl era started the age of playing the championship game in a warm weather city or a dome stadium, regardless of what two teams were involved. One thing that didn't change in the Super Bowl era is that only a handful of quarterbacks dominated the majority of championships. And this is true with the NFL and the AFL. And this trend isn't going to change this year because Tampa Bay's Tom Brady and Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes have both already won at least one Super Bowl. Like I alluded to before, this trend of only a few quarterbacks winning the majority of championships goes all the way back to the 1940s. And like I pointed out on the Game Before the Money com before Super Bowl 54 between the Chiefs and 49ers. That Super Bowl was the first time that neither of the starting quarterbacks hadn't won a previous Super Bowl since the Ravens played the 49ers in Super Bowl 47 with Joe Flacco and Colin Kaepernick. And now we have Patrick Mahomes, the winning quarterback from Super Bowl 54, starting in Super Bowl 55 against Tom Brady, who has won six Super Bowls. Here's a sobering fact that we'll get into a little bit later. Only six of the first 55 Super Bowls have featured two starting quarterbacks 
that only started one Super Bowl in their career. In every other Super Bowl, at least one of the starting quarterbacks started multiple Super Bowls in their career. And that includes last year's Super Bowl as Patrick Mahomes is starting his second Super Bowl. And here's another cold hard stat. If your team doesn't have a quarterback that has started in a Super Bowl, out of 55 Super Bowls, only 33 quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. I'll run that by you again. Only 33 quarterbacks have won Pro Football's championship since 1966. Think of how many starting quarterbacks have played since 1966. Only 33 of those quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. Ever. All time. And that number isn't going to change until at least Super Bowl 56 because Brady and Mahomes have already won at least one Super Bowl. They're in that club of 33. I'm really going to get into the details of this QB reality in this podcast episode. Let's look at the history of the AFL and the American Football League Championship game. Ten years that league ran. How many quarterbacks won the AFL championship? Well, Len Dawson won three of those championships. George Blanda and Jack Kemp each won two of those championships. So that's 70% of AFL championships right there won by three quarterbacks. The 1963 AFL championship was won by the Chargers with Tobin Rote as their starting quarterback. The same Tobin Rote who quarterbacked the Detroit Lions to an NFL championship in 1957. So that means that 80% of AFL championships were won by a team that had a quarterback who won multiple championships. In the NFL, excluding the 1944 championship game, which featured tailbacks rather than quarterbacks, I told you this goes all the way back to the single wing. 22 of 25 NFL champions between 1940 and 1966 featured teams with winning quarterbacks who won more than one championship. That's 88% of the championships during that period were won by quarterbacks who won more than one championship. It's dipped down a bit in the Super Bowl era, but when you look at a lot of the names of guys who have only won one Super Bowl championship, and I'm talking about thus far with a couple of current players, we're talking about Brett Favre, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Steve Young, Ken Stabler, they're all Hall of Famers, Len Dawson, and don't forget, Len Dawson is the only 
quarterback to win three AFL championships. If you add those names to the list, that brings it to 70% of the Super Bowls have been won by quarterbacks who won multiple Super Bowls or are guys like Steve Young and Brett Favre. That's how much a championship caliber quarterback means in pro football. They say offense wins games and defense wins championships. That's true to an extent, but only a handful of quarterbacks have monopolized the Super Bowl and even pro championships before the Super Bowl era. Don't forget that Otto Graham won every single AAFC championship ever played. And then he went and won three NFL championships. Now at the top of the program, I alluded to this about quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl. In the first 55 Super Bowls, the only Super Bowls that both starting quarterbacks finished with only one Super Bowl game started over their entire career are Super Bowl III, Super Bowl XX, Super Bowl XXIX, Super Bowl XXXV, Super Bowl XXXVII, and Super Bowl XLVII. That's it. That's only six of the first 55 Super Bowls, including this year. Here's something that's even maybe a little bit more staggering. If you take Terry Bradshaw's four Super Bowl wins, Joe Montana's four wins, and Tom Brady's six wins, and add them together, it's only three quarterbacks now. They've won over 25 percent of the Super Bowls from Super Bowl 1 through Super Bowl 54. That's one out of every four championships won by three guys. Now, if you go and pop in Troy Aikman's three Super Bowl victories on top of that, that's 30 percent of Super Bowl era championships and they've been won by a total of four quarterbacks. To put it another way, four quarterbacks have won 30% of championships since 1966. Four quarterbacks in over 50 years. And here's even a bit more QB reality for you about the need to have a championship quarterback. And we're going to start talking about conference championship games now. Obviously, you can't get to the Super Bowl unless you first get to the conference championship game. Before the 2019 AFC Championship, I brought up the the matchup between Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill at quarterback was the first AFC Championship game that didn't include... Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and or Ben Roethlisberger since the 2002 season. The starters in that 2002 game were Steve McNair and Rich Gannon. So, if we add McNair, Gannon, and Mahomes to this list, you have to go all the way back 
to the 1998 AFC Championship game to not have at least one of those six quarterbacks starting in the AFC Championship game. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, Steve McNair, Rich Gannon, and Patrick Mahomes. So you might be wondering who were the starting quarterbacks in the 1998 AFC Championship game before that streak started? Any guesses? John Elway and Vinny Testaverde. That's how deep this trend is, even with conference championships. Randy Moss was Rookie of the Year in 1998. 1998 was also Peyton Manning's rookie season. And you'd have to go back that far to find a season where at least one of those six quarterbacks wasn't starting in the AFC Championship game. And those six quarterbacks, get ready now, those six quarterbacks have won all but two of the AFC championships dating back to 1998. Both times the Baltimore Ravens went to the Super Bowl. The NFC isn't much different when you plug in the names Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Kurt Warner, Matt Ryan, Donovan McNabb, Russell Wilson, and Eli Manning. Those seven quarterbacks, since 1999, there have only been four NFC Championship games that didn't include at least one of those seven starting quarterbacks. Now, fewer of those teams have made the Super Bowl on the NFC side, but think of all the quarterbacks that have played in this century. We're talking about 20 years now. And on the AFC side, you have six quarterbacks winning all except for two of the AFC championships. And in the NFC, you have seven quarterbacks dominating at least one spot in the NFC championship game. And it's been like that throughout history. In the 1970s, in the AFC, Bob Greasy, Ken Stabler, Terry Bradshaw, from 1971 through 1979, those three quarterbacks won every single AFC championship game except for one. Craig Morton and the Denver Broncos beat the Raiders. And of course, Ken Stabler was the Raiders quarterback that day. So at least one of three quarterbacks started every single AFC championship game from 1971 through 1979. Either Bob Greasy, Ken Stabler, Terry Bradshaw. From 1986 through 1993, you had John Elway and or Jim Kelly playing in the AFC Championship game for eight straight seasons. And combined, Elway and Kelly won seven of those eight games. This is stuff you don't really think about much, but when it's laid out like this, it really illustrates the pattern of only a few quarterbacks being able to play at that championship level. The NFC Championship game has been a little bit more accessible and has involved 
a few more quarterbacks. But in the 1970s, you had Fran Tarkenton and or Roger Staubach in the NFC Championship game pretty much every year except 1979 and 1970. But in 1970, Craig Morton was the Cowboys' starting quarterback. And he, of course, started the 1978 AFC Championship game for the Denver Broncos. That segues us into the next little bit of championship quarterback history for you. Craig Morton was the first quarterback to start the Super Bowl for two different teams. The Cowboys in Super Bowl V and the Broncos in Super Bowl XII. Barring some sort of practice injury or illness to Tom Brady before Super Bowl 55, Craig Morton and Tom Brady will be the only two quarterbacks in history thus far to start the Super Bowl for a team from each conference. Only four quarterbacks total have started the Super Bowl for two different teams. We mentioned Brady and Morton. You might be able to guess that Kurt Warner and Peyton Manning are the other two. Peyton Manning is the only quarterback to win Super Bowls with two different teams. It remains to be seen if Tom Brady will join him after Super Bowl 55. Before the Super Bowl era, Norm Van Brocklin won championships as a quarterback for the Eagles and the Rams, although he didn't start the NFL championship game for the 1951 Rams. He did, however, throw the game-winning touchdown to Tom Fears late in the game. Tobin wrote, we mentioned earlier, won an NFL championship with the Lions and the AFL championship with the Chargers. And way back when, when the tailback position of the single wing was comparable to playing quarterback, Arnie Herber led both the Packers and the Giants to championship games. He led the Packers to championships in 1936 and 1939, throwing passes to Don Hudson. So there again, a multi-championship winning passer there, Arnie Herber. You can probably guess with having Don Hudson as his receiver that he was the NFL's leading passer for three years of his career. And in addition to leading the Packers to championship game wins in 1936 and 1939, he also led them to the 1938 NFL championship game. Arnie Herber also started for the Giants against the Packers in the 1944 NFL championship game. That was Curly Lambeau's last championship win as head coach of the Green Bay Packers. So it's a very rare event for a quarterback to lead two different teams to the championship game and especially to win it with two different teams. Peyton Manning is really the only quarterback in NFL history who has done it so far without adding a bit of explanation. Tobin wrote won championships with two teams, but when he started the 1957 NFL championship game, he filled in for the injured Bobby Lane, who was the Lions' regular starting quarterback. But he did play that whole game. 
And he is the only player to quarterback a team to a championship win in the NFL and the AFL. Norm Van Brocklin won the NFL championship with the Rams in 1951 and the Eagles in 1960. Van Brocklin played quarterback in every single game for the Rams in 1951, but usually traded off with another Hall of Fame quarterback, Bob Waterfield. The two played about equally that year, although Waterfield missed a game or two. And Bob Waterfield started the NFL championship game against the Browns in 1951. Van Brocklin, as I said before, threw the winning touchdown in the championship game. And it actually ended up with a few more yards passing than Waterfield, mostly thanks to that 73-yard touchdown pass to Tom Fierce. So whether that counts as quarterbacking two teams to championship wins, I'll leave that up for you to decide. Although even though Van Brocklin didn't start the game, it was pretty common for the Rams that year to switch both Van Brocklin and Waterfield out. Both of them are Hall of Famers. Of course, if you've listened to the great season openers episode of the Game Before the Money podcast, you know that Van Brocklin set the single game passing record with 554 yards passing in one game in the opening week of 1951. But he and Bob Waterfield mostly traded off that season. So the difference between Rote in 1957 and Van Brocklin in 51 and what Peyton Manning did was that Peyton Manning was both the Colts and the Broncos franchise quarterback when he won both of those Super Bowls. Now Tom Brady might match Peyton Manning's feet in Super Bowl 55 or Maybe Patrick Mahomes will win his second. This is one of those beautiful moments in sports when you have the marquee player of the previous generation going up against someone who's perhaps the face of the NFL for the next generation. A lot of current great quarterbacks are nearing the end of their careers. Who will be the next set of quarterbacks to dominate the Super Bowl and conference championships? Will this trend continue or will we see a higher percentage of quarterbacks win the Super Bowl and make conference championships? As always, it'll be exciting to watch and I'll continue to keep you informed of how the past meets the present and celebrate the history of the game on the Game Before the Money podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next week, I'll feature three defensive plays that clinch championships. Sometime after Super Bowl 55, I'll put together a podcast episode that will show you how pro football's championship coaches club is even more exclusive than the championship quarterback club. If you have a question about pro or college football history, please email me at podcast at the game before the money.com. And in the future, 
I'll also put together some episodes with questions from you. I'm also putting together a piece featuring stories from Hall of Famer Hugh McElhenney and part two of a three-part series with Upton Bell, spotlighting three games that changed the NFL. We'll look at the 1958 NFL Championship game in part two of that series. So be sure to listen to part one of that series, which is episode 40. And please subscribe to the Game Before the Money podcast if you haven't done so already. Transcriptions of the Game Before the Money podcast episodes are available at thegamebeforethemoney.com. And those are powered by our transcription partner, Sonics. It's S-O-N-I-X. Visit sonics.ai to learn more about their transcription services. <laughs>